Hey, Green Future Growers! Welcome to Season 3. I'm your host, Jackie Marie Beyer. If you're new to the show, I hope you'll subscribe on iTunes for free or follow on your favorite podcast app. And let's get growing. I've never done that. Thank you for letting me get that off my chest. It's just been a crazy week. Anyway. I hear you. I feel like I'm like, wow! Here we go. Welcome to the Green Organic Garden. It is Friday, January 22nd, 2021. And I have a great guest back on the line to share with us golden seeds and just all sorts of things for your green home, the green home coach, Marla Clues. Welcome back to the show. Hey, Jackie. It's so fun to talk with you. And you know, (laughs) I think you're starting to make a gardener of us. Well, I'm starting to make a gardener of me for the first time ever. I got to tell you that. Like, I am like, we'll see what really comes out. But like, I have my plans down and like, I built new beds last year. I just got my broad fork from GM Fortier, his new company, Growers & Co. So my husband has a broad fork and I have one. So I'm excited Growers to make what? some new beds. So JM Fortier up in Canada is like the biggest small market farmer, gardener. Like he's taught all these people. He came up with this book a few years ago called The Market Gardener. And he teaches people how to um, make a profitable market farm on like an acre of land, like a small acre of land or maybe even less than that. And, um, and he's just been like changing the world. And he came out with this thing, small scale, my husband, I used to get a t-shirt that says small scale growers are changing the world. And he came out with this line of tools and farmware and a magazine this year. And it's under the new name growers and co. And so I spent a big part of my stimulus check on a broad fork because I have been researching broad forks. I bought a broad fork for us a couple of years ago and it's been unavailable. I haven't been able to order another one, that same one. And I've been looking at others and they all had like something I didn't like about them or they were too expensive or they were too wide or I just didn't like them. And his is exactly what I've been looking for for the price I wanted to pay, it's a little scary because of the Canadian exchange, but yeah, I mean, it, 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 once you actually push pay and see what they take out of your bank account and they have a great customer service and, um, and the t-shirts are like this really nice fabric that breathes and they're comfortable and just, um, he just is amazing. Anyway, where, how did we get on that? Gardening. <laughs> Oh because, yeah, because I'm finally becoming into gardeners. Yeah, well, I definitely have gone from brown thumb to green thumb, and we're going to see what happens this year. And so I've kind of taken over the beds close to my house, and Ooh. my husband focuses on the mini farm. And so, um, so last year we were constantly like the broad fork was going from him to mine, back and forth. And so I want, I wanted another one, just like I want to have, he has a wheelbarrow and I have a wheelbarrow. And finally last year I got a garden. We were able to get quite a few things for our garden last year that have been in our wish list for years. And a chest freezer has been a big game changer. So for harvest, um, anyway, 
what's new with you? That's what's new with me. What's up with well, you? Heck, we're, we're not on that scale. We're just happy to have had all of our garden experiments this year. Since my husband has been home a lot more, recovering from all the medical stuff, um, we just decided we'd experiment with all kinds of gardening stuff over the summer. And I mean, come on, the whole world gardened this year, right? And but we but we learned some really good stuff, and we really had fun sharing what we were doing. Well, let's hear what, what what we were learning. What went good? What went well? Well, so a couple of our happy accidents like I ended up with baby cantaloupes in November um, because we threw the seeds from a cantaloupe we really thought was great over the summer into the ground and it grew <laughs> so we're gonna get those cantaloupes in the ground a lot earlier this year and um, but we tried we tried gardening in straw bales and so we're vastly expanding that for this year so so what's he's a... got it all planned out and we're like, you know, go for it. Everything we do is a learning experience and at least some of it's good to eat. So that's been great. What's a, what's a secret that's worked well with the straw bales? Um, the best thing that we've learned. So you have to condition the bales ahead of time and loosen them up. Like we had some of the bales that were too tightly bound. And if you didn't get in there like with an auger, and loosen them up the roots didn't have room to grow so we have we have a bunch of new bales actually so everyone here not everyone a lot of people in our neighborhood decorated with straw bales for halloween and for the fall so we have a neighborhood facebook group and so i'm like huh wonder what all these people are going to do with all these bales so i put a notice out on our facebook group for the neighborhood and said hey anybody want to get rid of their bales we'll come pick them up you know, here's what we're using them for. We're going to do straw bale gardens. And if you want to learn more about straw bale gardening, you know, holler, we'll, we'll learn with you. So we ended up with 15 new bales, but no new gardeners. <laughs> so, so we have lots of room to experiment this year. And uh, my husband, Scott, is uh, he's getting the plan worked up. Matter of fact, we're getting ready to order order some seeds and... We're going to try to grow our own sweet potato slips because we want to do sweet potatoes. So we'll see how that goes. We've been watching a lot of YouTube videos. That helps. Are, are there people that you find you're following that you like better than others? He has some he really likes. We, um, we've found a couple, but he's found, um, oh gosh, I can't remember the name of it. We picked up his straw bale gardening book. Uh, I don't know, a couple of years Probably ago at a Joel home garden. Carsden. Say again? Probably Joel Carsden, I think, right? Is the straw bale. That doesn't sound right, but oh, maybe I'm wrong. I should go get the book and tell you. Um, yeah, I'll, go text, grab the I'll book. text my husband while we're calling and ask him if he can bring it here. But he found a bunch of videos from him. So that was helpful. And then, you know, sometimes it's just, and I'm sure you experience this too, it's just seeing the different approaches in adapting to what's going to work in your specific environment and with your specific parameters. And I think this is probably the first year that I think both of us felt really free to just try stuff. It was like the biggest experiment year I've ever lived in. I think everybody felt this way, you know, in our lives. We just, it was like, Hey, try it. Why not? 
And so we did. And we had good tomatoes and my pepper plants. We had them in a grow box and they were really late coming up. I think this was a couple that I planted late in the season. So we just dragged the box inside and I harvested my last, they were little baby mini sweet peppers. They were yummy. I think I harvested my last batch in December <laughs> and then took the Isn't grow box the back best? outside. Huh? Isn't that the best? Oh, it's awesome. You're harvesting in, in uh, your own food still into yes. winter. Yes, it's so, and it's it's so they, rewarding. It's like they taste sweeter because they've had more growing time and Every, and you're kind of starting to have to go back to the store to buy some produce and you're like oh, this doesn't taste anything like anything I grew all summer <laughs> oh my gosh so we have a, a farmer here not too far from us he's about a 15 minute drive and I met him at the farmer's market over the summer but he and his wife grow the best lettuce I have ever had in my life Oh my God, it's gorgeous. It's grown organically. He's not certifying it because he's a little bitty farm, but it's grown using organic practices and it is delicious. It's, oh my gosh. And oh, I'm so jealous. Oh my, well, I'm still getting it because we're in Oklahoma. It's not, he's growing it undercover. So he's growing it through the winter because we haven't had a real harsh winter. So I'm getting fresh lettuce every week from his farm in january it's i i fell in love the other day i finally started watching charles doubting on youtube and his january 1st video of him picking these itty bitty teeny tiny lettuce plants in winter in england i was just like i i could just visualize myself doing that and i hope I do that next year. And so some of the big tips I picked up from him was, you know, variety. This is a good variety. And they were just like miniature. They were so tiny, but I thought, Oh, I, I, I could just taste the freshness just looking at them. And, but they were still kind of like a little baby head. It was like a little larger than a Brussels sprout. <clears throat> How big? Excuse me. Like a little larger than a Brussels sprout. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, itty bitty, teeny tiny. But I just thought, oh, wouldn't that make just, you know, it was almost like a, um, you know, like a tatsoi or a, a mush or some kind of like baby head of lettuce that just, um, I don't know. I just could picture, you know, cause like, like for me, for arugula, I can, you know, use a leaf the size of my pinky and pick six right. little baby arugula leaves and put that on a sandwich and like the whole sandwich changes or on a slice of pizza or on your eggs or like anything. And all of a sudden your flavor pops like that's the kind of arugula I love. But also, you know, like I like it to grow into a big leaf that's going to make a regular size salad. Right. <laughs> um, but I have been like, I've been out of salad greens practically since August. Like, I don't know what happened. And then I tried, I finally put seeds in September 1st, but that didn't do me any good. And just, I've been like crying. I'm like, can I put lettuce out in that hoop house? And Mike was like, no, it'll freeze. And yeah. I'm like, why don't I try to grow it indoors under lights, but I haven't done it. And I'm just, I like, I don't know. So like, then that's where I'm like, have I made a guard to myself? Like, why don't I have my own fresh lettuce meanwhile i'm paying eight to ten dollars every four or five days um sorry oh dang 
um that's gonna ring but what did i want to ask you but you said conditioning the straw bales are you putting like some kind of um like i remember when mike did he put like alfalfa meal or something we've been doing organic fertilizer we've been doing milorganite um they suggest a high nitrogen fertilizer on it and then water it in and that allows it to get nutrient rich i guess and i don't understand the exact chemistry but it works (laughs) but getting that down into the body of the bale is what's important so that it's down there for the roots it's been it's been kind of cool and it's it's kind of like having a raised bed without having to build a raised bed and bring in all the soil and everything. So that's been, it's been a nice way for us to do. Both of us have not great knees. <laughs> so we don't want to be down on our knees all the time gardening. So this has given us a better way to do it. And uh, at least from there's all sorts of benefits <laughs> to it. Plus, yeah. Plus, they say there's less weeding and yes what i love about it too and what mike loved about it is then that straw can be used as mulch right on your beds because like i right. finding i wish we would have bought a couple of years ago excuse me we went and got i can't remember if it was 50 or 100 bales from a local organic gardening place and it was like i, I think it was like 50 bales for 100 bucks like it was an incredible wow. deal of organically grown and then this year i couldn't find it anywhere and i've been, so i've been looking for straw to use for mulch and then i also needed it for my chickens this winter mm-hmm. and um just to have we had a grizzly bear go through so the chickens like actually their nesting Ooh. boxes i kind of use these cat cages and they come and sleep in the house so we oh my gosh what we're gonna do about that so every night I put like newspaper in there and fresh straw and then I change it out every day. And um, although they kind of got to the point where they're not even pooping in those beds at night, like they're just as clean the next morning. Um, I see there's nothing really to throw out anyway. They kind of like are in the, and they're like, they like wait until we get there or they're like ready. Like, like if I'm not down there at dark or right at dark, they're like climbing in and <laughs> it's kind of funny they kind of like it and then they're ready to go out in the morning but anyway um yeah so trying to find straw because the straw that i bought mike doesn't think he's not too excited about me using it for mulch because he seems to think that the guy at the store is just telling me it's chemical free but he doesn't believe it because he's like if it was chemical free they'd be charging you a fortune and labeling it organic right but i don't know the guy said there was no chemical and around yeah it's and it's you know we're not 100% sure where all of our stuff came from, but we at least know from the time it gets in our backyard, we know what it'll have on it. So, yeah. So I'm, so I'm keeping my fingers crossed, but having the straw is so much easier than because up until I think I finally bought that like October, November, I was just picking grass. Yeah. And so it was like having to go find tall grass and like I was running out of grass. I'm like, where am I going to get crap? Like, what am I going to put in the cages? <laughs> So, but I've been, it's been just like an act of love. Like I never loved my chicken so much as I have this year. Although Marla, last night, one of my chickens has appeared. Like I'm just devastated. Oh, I don't know what happened. Like yeah, I went down there. Yeah, we have there. a couple of friends here with chickens. 
We can't do them in our neighborhood. I mean, My mom could do them at her place, but we'd have to go over and take care of them. <laughs> We've had chickens for 20 years and have never had a problem. Really? And all of a sudden, two years ago, this grizzly bear came around and our neighbors, like everybody, Mike thinks it's because so many people have moved in and they have free range chickens and the bears got the taste of the chickens. And now he just ravages everybody's chicken shed. And so the fish, wildlife and parks people are like, we will even come put electric fence up, please. You know, if you have chickens, you have to do it. And the first year, Mike and I were like, ha ha ha. Yeah, right. We've had chickens. We've had this pen. They've never broken in. And he broke in and kind of got him. And then last year, he literally ripped the whole back door off. Oh, my gosh. I mean, the whole back wall, like the wall is gone. The nesting boxes are laying on the ground. Like he destroyed the chicken house. And so finally in July, I I just couldn't stand anymore. And I got new chicks. And sure enough, here comes the bear again. But one of them survived. And I called it Little Eagle because it had a yellow head. And and he likes to sit on my shoulder. Like he literally will. He wouldn't be (laughs) sitting here right now on my shoulder while we're recording. It's a she, but I call him he. I don't know why. (laughs) And this is the chicken that disappeared last night. All of a sudden I went down. I was like working. And for some reason I have an alarm set in the morning that says go put the chickens out at sunrise. But I don't have one at night. And I was doing this podcast for this guy and i was just totally engrossed trying to get it done and i look up and i'm like oh my god it's dark i gotta go grab the chickens and and she just she's just not there it's like the weirdest thing the other chickens there and she just wasn't there i don't know what happened it doesn't look like anything got in there's nothing broken into but the other night i went down there and i was kind of late and mike had had left the left the chickens outside the pen for me to change them out and clean them out and she was sitting outside by the cage instead of she can fly over the fence i guess and so i was hoping maybe she did that last night but the dog wasn't out there there's no feathers there's no sign of any kind of a struggle she's just vanished so she's okay maybe she's in a tree maybe she's under a juniper bush and then i've been on you're my third interview this morning, so I've been on the phone since dark, so I haven't got to go look. Okay, well, long I hope story you get a break short. Soon to go. Anyway, take a look. what? So what? So what else is besides talk, gardening? <laughs> yeah, do you want to talk about like greenhouses? Like we're all home, we're cleaning more, or we're not. We're living. I yeah. I have some really cool news because, too it's a bigger you know like your home more you're making more of a mess oh my gosh aren't we using your house more so you're the home coach why don't you tell us a little bit about that kind of stuff absolutely and um actually i've got a new resource for everybody too so i'm super excited about that well what's i will so i'm gonna tease it up Okay. (laughs) but yeah we are hearing like through the industry, through the home building industry, through the real estate industry, and just anecdotally, how much everybody is really coming to grips with how to be in their homes better. Um, I read this article by a lady. I follow their their company. They do a lot of market research and marketing advice for green energy efficient and sustainable homes and in one of the articles that the founder and owner wrote Suzanne Shelton she said 
you know, we have moved to the point where our homes are now, they used to be our home base, and now they're our hometown. And I absolutely love that because I felt like that described Ooh. what's happening so well. And you think about it, you know, like hometown, like where you feel at home and where everything's happening and where you get the things you need for your daily life. And, you know, it used to be that we went out to the store, we went out to get um, the things that we needed. We went out for entertainment, we went out for school, we went out for work. And now so much of that's coming in to us. And so people have had to learn how to adapt their homes. Um, it's you know, how do you make the best out of what you have? And then the other thing that we're seeing a whole lot of Jackie is people realizing that they may have a lot of opportunity to be healthier in their homes, that some of the things they're doing in their homes may not be promoting the best health. And with the, with the pandemic, you know, we become really, really attuned to like what's in our air and, oh my gosh, I'm smelling something nasty. That may really be a problem. So a lot of attention to what we bring into our homes, what we use. I mean, even like just for cleaning, if, if you're using a bunch of stuff that's got you know, ingredients you can't pronounce or big old cross and bones symbol on the on the bottle or the jar or the canister or whatever the box yeah uh, that's that's left, not good right <laughs> yeah so i think a lot of folks have been taking opportunities to look for better stuff and there's a plethora oh my gosh plethora of really just products coming out like crazy online and a lot of them are subscription based models so i've actually i'm trying a couple of new products in the house right now um but I'm seeing several that are water-free versions. So they come in a tablet or, and you reconstitute them yourself in your home. Cause you think of how much we pay to ship water. <laughs> and then right? it's in plastic besides it's yeah. in a plastic container. Yeah. And yeah. we're also having to use those cleaning toxic cleaning agents more because we're using everything more because we are stuck in our okay so you just bring up a huge point that i would love to help share some information on yeah so a lot of us want to sanitize and disinfect our homes because of the virus right and the agents that we are most familiar with to do that are heavy duty chemicals (laughs) right bleach clorox wipes right Right. Need I say so, more? There are a couple of products on the market that are actually EPA registered disinfectants. And you want to make sure anything you're using to disinfect and sanitize your home is registered on the EPA website of, of disinfectants. And I don't have the exact link in front of me, but this is a way to make sure that it meets because if it's if it's on there it'll have a registration number and this says the epa has said it will work against viruses now important point you have to follow the instructions so for instance one of the products that i use you have to leave it wet for at least 30 seconds for in order for it to disinfect and sanitize so cleaning is really important because it removes the dirt and it can physically remove any virus or germs or stuff that are on a surface. 
but disinfecting and sanitizing is what kills it. So you want to do both. Mm. But that these two products that I've been using both are made from water. And it's an appliance that chemically changes the chemical makeup. And those products are that chemically changed water is actually an EPA registered disinfectant. And there are two different products that I've been trying and working with. And they're slightly different products, um, but they have similar effects. So there's some great ways to still disinfect and sanitize our homes and our surfaces and our workplaces or our cars or wherever else we are and not have to use the icky chemicals. So... So one of them is called iClean. That's an iClean Mini from a company called Tursano. And the other one is called Force of Nature. And both of them are on my shop. So if people want to check them out, I can. it's just on everydaygreenhome.com. And then you go to the shop and you can find them in the cleaning section. But I was really excited to learn about both of these. Because I didn't want to keep using all the strong chemicals in our house and we really wanted to keep it as sanitary and disinfected as we could and i'm sure listeners are glad to hear this because there is so much noise out there and you're like what do i buy and what really works and how do i you know like the choices and you go and you see the stuff in the grocery store and you're like oh this says green but is it really green and who's checking this and you know one of the things joe biden yesterday did was like up the epa because of all of donald trump's cuts to the epa and i mean i'm a big supporter of the epa you know i'm for the environmental protection agency because i want my environment protected i want to know when i buy something it's healthy for me you know like i feel like you know that we should they should have a decent like who was it richard wolf the other day talking about the department the the police this is where the defund the police comes from because they have 15 billion dollar budget and the epa who's in charge of you know our whole country and health and safety that goes into your water system your drinking system the municipal water supply the air that we breathe only gets like nine billion dollars you know so people are wondering why do they want to defund the police is because they're getting money that you know should maybe be going to you know mental health so we don't have you know most of the people they end up having to go arrest have mental health issues so if we were putting some of that money into mental health they wouldn't have to go you know they could focus on like real criminals who are you know have problems and then we could be solving these other issues the epa could be taking care of things that they should be taking care of the cdc's budget is smaller than most of our police budgets you know and meanwhile what did he say there's only twenty thousand deaths from homicide meanwhile we're battling four thousand deaths a day from covid you know twenty thousand deaths in a year from homicide four thousand deaths from covid a day i mean i know it's a no-brainer anyway we're talking about cleaning so i think listeners will be excited that they can go check out a place because again things are not vetted and you don't know what to buy and you're not right sure what to do that's interesting leave it wet for 30 to 40 seconds and you, you gotta and read the instructions are you saying it activates with the appliance like depending on if no, you the, put it in a glass window or no it's like a little a, like the little appliance um 
changes. It has a little element in it that physically changes the chemical makeup of the water. The two products work a little bit differently and they make a different end resulting chemically altered water, but they both work similarly. And you know where else I'm seeing this question posted in the teacher Facebook groups that I'm in teachers saying, well, what's I would, I would love to help them out. And Matt, this stuff is so safe. You can put it on a baby's pacifier. You know, and what, and what are the teachers saying? Well, we wipe everything down four times a day. What do you think they're using to wipe down their classrooms four times right. a day? The Clorox right. wipes. Um, so the so only other thing that teachers out there listening. Yeah. So like the only other thing that's plant-based that um, can be used to disinfect and sanitize is ethyl alcohol. So that's alcohol that's made from plants and you got to make sure it's a strong enough uh, mixture of alcohol when it needs to be, you can't use just straight alcohol. Usually you need it broken, at least if you're going to use it on skin. Um, but that's the other alternative and there's, a little bit more to it than just that but other than that you know there's like people ask if vinegar sanitizes and disinfects and it doesn't it, it can be a great cleaner but it doesn't sanitize and disinfect so so there's a couple of things that's one thing we can do in our homes and around us we can also um if you're really concerned about the air make sure you're changing your air filters and your heating and cooling units regularly so that you're, you know, getting rid of whatever might be in your air. Um, you can also add in um, an additional air purifier, air filtration system, if you really want to make sure you're getting everything out. So that's some other things. I try, if you don't know if you have fresh air intake coming into your heating and cooling system, you open the windows whenever you can and get some fresh air in. That's helpful. Of course, when it's really cold in the middle of the winter, that's a little hard to do. Anytime the weather gets above 60 degrees here, we like pop open the windows for a few minutes. Um, but you want to make sure that you're running like your bath fans when you take a shower and you want to make sure you're running the fan in your kitchen when you're cooking because that helps to get the bad stuff out. Um, but we're paying a lot more attention to our ventilation systems in our homes. And we have a lot of folks haven't before. But decided. There's some things that you can work with a heating and cooling contractor to upgrade your systems so that they can operate better. But there's also some everyday things that we can do, like we were talking about. You know what else is interesting? I was sent this book by this publisher about indoor plants and yes. trees. <laughs> and I was amazed at like the science coming from NASA, NASA. about how how that can really change your life like yeah. how, how the got to do a lot of plants though if you're really going to change the it, what they do is they get out the volatile organic compounds and a lot of the chemical structures the chemical things that are off-gassed into our homes but they don't to my knowledge do anything about viruses and germs and bacteria no but, but and the it was chemicals interesting yes. which ones like some worked while you were sleeping at night and others worked during the day and they had like a list in the back i had and, not heard that some of them i was really excited like sage was on the list um there's a whole list at nasa's like website strawberry yeah. plant but they also talked about like we have a jade plant my husband and i were like trying to figure out where can we put a plant in our bedroom like we right. 
don't have a plant because we don't have space and also other in law tongue it'll fit anywhere and that i can grow that <laughs> what is it mother in law tongue or snake plant oh. and english ivy i think and you, and we have a ton of spider plants we have aloe aloe's one creeping of them. jerusalem I don't know if they're on the list, but I was uh, the only one that I recognized that was on the list was this jade plant. But um, yeah, but I was like just fascinated by how much um, science there is to, which is funny because my mom keeps asking. She's like, "I want to come on and do an episode about house plants." And I do remember the last time I went to New York, I was like, "Mom, I feel like it's easier to breathe in your house because of all these plants you've got mm -hmm. in here." My mom's house is that way. She lives in a house that has several indoor gardens and they've got all these plants in there. So yeah. Yeah. Absolutely and, right. And teachers should have plants in their classrooms. Like they were also talking oh, yeah. about lean office spaces and the whole minimalism thing that went through and they like didn't have any plants and how much more productive people could be if they had a plant they like had it all mapped out how many plants per square foot right and That's and that if somebody had a plant in their line of vision they would be more productive at work it was just fascinating this well part. that's the psychology part because we all benefit from the psychology of seeing a little bit of nature like my window next to my desk i can see outside and i can see the sunlight i can yes. see a couple of plants and it's it's huge because I have that a little bit of the inside coming out. It keeps my mind frame a lot better. Oh my gosh. I am so thankful. Like, like I'm always like, you can't really move furniture around in our house. It's all going to be like the living room. The couch can only go on this one wall and the bed can always, but <laughs> I'm so thankful to look at the trees, like where I sit in the, you know, mm -hmm. I have my bird feeder and I watch the trees grow and like looking at my art desk, like I'm always so thankful how beautiful yeah. yeah for sure and that's all important it's so i'm actually um i'm gonna be a i am a co-host on a new podcast that's gonna be launching i february or march oh, what's that but, tell us about that well it's um healthy home take control it's not even out there yet but it, we are talking about a 10-step healthy living system by then so yeah come find us but the cool thing is is that all of this stuff works together so it's not just clean air, clean water, and clean um, or natural light. It's also your physical, your spiritual, and your mental well-being. It's your behavioral choices. It's your conscious consumption. And all that stuff works together. So I'm really excited to be a part of this new podcast coming out because it's a perfect complement to what I'm doing with Green Home Coach. So I also wanted to make sure, because I know we only have a few more minutes. So I wanted to be able to do more teaching this year. And um, I've just, I've had extraordinary guests over the last few years and really done some deep dives on that. And, but I hadn't been able to do as much teaching. And so this year, I'm, a lot of my podcasts are going to be focused more around my teaching and I've started a Facebook group. So if folks want to get more behind the scenes and get more information learning about your homes and the things that you can do in them kind of like what we've been talking about today this Facebook group is going to be the place it is the place to be to get that kind of information the first unit in the Facebook group it's really like a membership group a free membership group but the first unit is my book so there's seven different sessions video sessions that are all dedicated 
um, a, a session per chapter to my book from my book. So th- I'm just really excited to share this and tell us, do we talk about the name of your book? I don't know if we did or not. It's living green effortlessly, simple choices for a better home, which is a really long title, <laughs> but I wish yeah, it's kind of like in retrospect, you know, you think about things. I really wish we'd called it simple choices for a better home and then living green effortlessly as kind of the byline because it's just so important to make these choices and they're not hard. And then you have this wonderful byproduct that's the living green effortlessly part. So, And if listeners want to hear more about that, they can listen to our first interview, right? We talked about that. That or they can go to greenhomecoach.com. They can go to the Facebook group. Oh, the Facebook group is called Loving Your Everyday Green Home. Oh, if you want to look for I it. like that name. Um, so Everyday Green Home is also the name of my podcast and my shop. So Green Home Coach will get you to everything. But I am just super, super stoked to be able to share more and help more people to have a better experience to you know have healthier more comfortable lives living in their homes because especially because we're in our homes so much oh my gosh (laughs) well and not only that so here's the funny thing when i'm the one podcast that i am still like editing for this guy so i've been working virtually for this and i transcribe people's podcasts and the one that i do the most are these human resources guys and they're hysterical and it's so weird to hear them talking but One thing they keep constantly talking about is once the kids go back to school, there are still a ton of parents that are super excited. Like working from home is here to stay. I agree. The virtual office, people are loving it. Like people are not going back to these offices, corporations. Like last night, this was the edit. This is the episode that I was editing. Like, Businesses are saying they're saving, if people work from home just two days a week, it'll save a business $11,000 per employee, not having to pay that office space for them to be in the office or something. Or uh, And it impacts our pollution and the amount of... Well, yeah, you're um, not driving, you're saving yep. money on that gas, you're saving money on food, you're saving money on clothes and just yep. all the benefits once the schools get open safely and the kids can get back to learning full time. My, I, I, my heart goes out there for everyone. I mean, it's just insane. Anyway, uh, yeah. but With your them. services are going to be needed more and more because people are still going to be staying home. They're digging this work from home thing. And I've been working from home for a long time and I've been, yeah, I've experimented with a lot of different things and a lot of different ways of doing things. And I've worked at home for corporations and I've worked at home for myself. And there's a lot of things I've learned and a lot of things I'm still learning. And I tell you, one of the cool things about so many people working at home now is that it's really made it, um, there's like all this conversation that you can have with people now about what's working and what's not working and how do you deal with this? And I had such a small group of people that I could share that with or ask those questions before. And now I have this like humongous group that I can ask. So that's been kind of an unintended consequence. I know. Well, I think the funniest thing is I thought I got this job. It turned out like I only got the interview. Like I thought they said they were moving 
forward with the next step and they were offering me the position, but really they were only offering me the interview, which I didn't get the job, but I was like, oh, like, I was like, I'm running an office in town because I was like, I need out of the house. Plus I also was like, I need to set hours. <laughs> I need to be able to like say when I'm at work, I'm working when I'm not working. It was also, it was a pretty big job change for me. And I wanted to make sure it was getting my focus. Like one of the things I struggle with is like, you know, I'll be like, oh, I'm going to do the dishes now. And before I know it, you know, it's three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, oh, I still have all this work to do. My focus is down. And just like, I was like, if I get this job, I need to be able to like, plus I was excited to work with the lady with the mask thing. I was telling you about had an office right next door. Like I found the perfect place. It was like $250 a month, all utilities included. I was like, it'll be totally worth it. Yeah. And, and I just wanted a place where like when I was at work, you know, I love my home. I love my husband. I live in the prettiest place, but for me, I I am not that excited about that, but I, I apparently I'm alone (laughs) or not alone, but a lot of people (laughs) are excited about being home and working from home virtually. I suppose there's some per, you know, and it wouldn't be an office so I could still wear my jeans right you know there was that piece to it but anyway uh keep me posted (laughs) yeah anything else that we didn't talk about what about your teaser thing was there was that the facebook group yes so i think we got everything i think so okay tell everybody if not we'll just do it next time where they find you uh website greenhomecoach.com facebook and instagram at Green Home Coach. And if you want to email me, it's Marla at greenhomecoach.com. And loving your everyday green home is the website? Facebook group. Love your everyday it? green home. Okay. Okay. And thank you. I know that's a lot of places to find me, but yeah. You know, pick your poison right. That, like, that's how I you sound like, right. <laughs> pick your like- passion. You are rocking the Instagram. Like you show up on my feed and you're just happy and you've got these great tips and just you look so elegant and pretty. Aww. Like if I looked as pretty as you do, I wouldn't be like <laughs> scared to be on Facebook. But meanwhile, like my third chin is like turning oh. into like a fourth chin and just like it's crazy how much I have bloated up in the last two months. Like it it's so embarrassing. It will all work but out. You are looking lovelier and lovelier every day, oh. Marla. So, well, thank you. All right, I guess I gotta go. It's been okay. Fun. Thank you. Have a great hey, day. Hey, have a great green day, girl. <laughs> you too. Happy New Year. Same to you, listeners. Have you heard my most recent interview with J.M. Fortier? Did you know that he started an awesome new venture called Growers and Company? where they have a magazine that's printed that comes out twice a year that highlights the amazing farmers that he's taught personally. So you're going to learn from people who are practice putting his practices into place on their farms. If you want to be a better farmer, you definitely want to subscribe to this magazine. That's going to be like a coffee table item on your shelf. And then the other thing part of growers and company is there he's created tools that he uses on his farm that he's like studied you know he got to travel all around the world when he wrote his book the market gardener 
if you don't have that, you absolutely have to get a copy of it. But he's, he's, he got to go travel to all these farms and then he would look at tools that they had in the hardware stores or using in these other farms, brought them back to his farm, you know, talked to a developer, came out with some really cool tools. Like he talks about his broad fork, the handles are just wood and that helps it make it light, but it's sturdy. It's just the exact kind of broad fork that I want. Um, They've got other really cool weeders and different things. And then he's got farmware that he designed that will keep you dry and keep you out there. I know with my, one of my big barriers was my garden shoes. So he's got boots and just great things that are stylish, comfortable, but most of all, they're going to keep you warm and dry when you're out in your garden doing all that hard work. So growers and company growers.co check it out, get something for your favorite gardener. Definitely get a small scale farmers are changing the world t-shirt for your favorite farmer marker vendor. Do you belong to a CSA? I'll bet you want to get them a Christmas present this year. It doesn't have to be on time. I know it might be late when you're hearing this, but make sure you support growers.co. Um, their stuff is super affordable. The Canadian exchange right now, um, I just bought something for someone, um, a present for Kathy from the composters because I go to her laughter yoga with her. And I think it said it was like $25 and then, it, but it only took $20 out of my bank account. So I, I probably shouldn't be talking about the Canadian exchange, but I know his things are affordable. I research broad forks and what they cost. I, you know, it, it's a great deal. You will get so much use out of that tool. Um, so support Growers and Co. Want to donate directly to the show? You can buy me a cup of coffee where your donation goes directly to support the Green Organic Garden Podcast. It helps for thing, pay for things like hosting the MP3 files, maintaining the website. It's super easy. I'll put the link in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening. Do you know someone who would benefit from the Organic Gardener Podcast? If you like what you hear, we'd love it if you'd share the Organic Gardener podcast with a friend. Thanks again for listening and remember, grow local.